Hello and welcome to Conversations in Economic Central. This week we have a bonus episode, particularly designed for our Year 12s who we know are getting a little bit stressed about the topic of foreign investment. Indeed. So who better for me to interview on this subject but our resident expert ec economist, Mr. Johnson. Hello, Mrs. Brown. Hello, DJ. How are you? Now, students, I have given Mr. Johnson some questions beforehand. He has prepared. This is going to be good. Okay, let's see how we so go. let's start off. Right. So what is foreign investment? Okay, well, I think it's very important to distinguish between foreign investment and investment. Correct. They're very easy to confuse the two. Yes. So investment, we know it's part of aggregate demand. It makes up sort of 25% of GDP. Yep. Investment is purchase of capital equipment by firms to, to grow their business, that sort of thing. Foreign investment is much simpler, really. It's just a flow of funds coming into our economy from overseas in different forms, but it's just funds coming in. That's foreign investment. Yeah, and it's important to make that distinction because there was a recent waste essay. Oh, if yes, you remember. last year, yes. Yeah, where... Uh, it was an investment question and students were talking about foreign investment. And, and I think therefore, a lot of them are getting like two out of ten or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so right. it's something that you need to be really mindful, make sure you know what the question's about. Good. Okay, so that's set the scene. We know what foreign investment is. So what are the different types of investment and what, how and what is our foreign investment in Australia comprised of? Okay, there's a uh, couple of different ways you could look at it. Um, so we can talk about direct portfolio other. So direct Foreign investment is effectively a foreigner sending their money into Australia and purchasing a large part of a company, so 10% or more of a company, what we call the controlling interest. Or they could be engaged in what's known as greenfield investment where they come in and start from scratch. So they start their business. So let's say Starbucks came to Australia and started opening cafes. We could call that direct portfolio investment, as direct investment, sorry. Uh, portfolio investment is, is the larger of the different types. Portfolio is coming in and buying uh, shares on our share market. It can be certain types of loan agreements make up portfolios. So roughly 50% of portfolio, so 50% of investment is portfolio investment. Uh, it's more speculative, it's more short term, that, that's portfolio. Other, let's just say it's sort of other sorts of loans, loan agreements is other investment, okay? And where does foreign debt come into all this? Because we, that gets mentioned as well in dispatches in amongst all this. Yeah, so we could talk about um, foreign investment can be in the form of loans, lending or us borrowing effectively, or sale of assets is another type of foreign investment. Both of these, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, both of these lead to a liability, okay? Foreign investment is not free. They're not just giving us their money for nothing, okay? So as a consequence, if we borrow money, we can accumulate a liability of debt. If we sell an asset, then we accumulate a liability called equity. Excellent, because that okay. is a very distinct situation. Yes, very important. Which leads nicely on to our next question, that we hear about this term a lot of net foreign liabilities. We're asked, what is the, that position for us? What, what is all this net foreign liabilities? What's it mean? Okay, so there's a lot, actually quite a lot in that question. Yeah. And this is where students get themselves a little bit um, confused. Um, so as I've said already, uh, the, the foreign investment is not free. We end up with a liability, okay, in, in the form of either debt or equity. So if we borrow money, we get debt. If we sell an asset, we get an equity liability, yeah. okay? We have to remember that the flow of funds is actually two ways. It's not 
just money coming in, the money coming in is foreign investment, but Australian companies also look for opportunities overseas. So we actually see an outflow of funds. Australians investing abroad is effectively what we call that. So the net position, if we talk about net debt, we talk about uh, the accumulation of debt liabilities, subtract Australians lending money overseas. That's our net debt position. Net equity is Australians selling their assets to foreigners, subtract away Australians buying assets overseas. So that's our net position. If we add both those things together, net debt and net equity, we end up with our net foreign liabilities. Okay. Which leads me on to one final part of this net foreign liabilities. Yeah. What does, whether it's a negative figure or a positive figure, tell us uh, about that? Because that's something people... That's good. Use. And I've got some figures here to help yeah. us with that, actually. Ah, excellent. Yeah, okay. This is why you're the expert. Yeah, well, let's not go too far. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's a good point. So what we have to think is we're talking about the accumulation of liability. So when Australians... Uh, when Australia accumulates liabilities, we actually record that as a positive. Okay, it sounds it sounds counterintuitive because people think you know debt yeah. is bad, and That's so therefore it's negative. But what we're saying is, when we look at net debt, if our debt coming in is more than our lending, lending. out, yep. then we record that as a positive figure. Okay, and in Australia, we actually have net debt of, at in June two thousand twenty. Our net debt position was about one point one trillion dollars. Okay, so there's, we it was something in the figures of something like three trillion dollars coming in and two trillion dollars going out ends up with a net position of about 1.1 trillion dollars um net equity is interesting because the trends over the last few years has actually seen more and more outflow of equity that is australians buying assets overseas and less sale of assets coming in so i'll talk about why that is in a minute but at the moment into or june 2020 our net equity position was actually negative 180 billion all right so that means we are buying 180 billion dollars more assets overseas than we are selling to foreigners so when we get to our net position it's still positive because we have liabilities oh so when we add it all together yep. you're saying our net foreign liability so if we add yep. our net debt of 1.1 trillion and add our net equity of negative 180 billion, we actually end up with net foreign liabilities of about 108, sorry, $850 billion of net foreign liabilities. At the Which means our liabilities are greater than our assets. Perfect. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh. Well explained. <laughs> Thank you. Right, now um, I want to move on to our recent trends. So trends, have, you, you've mentioned there what the current situation is, mm. and uh, we have seen a change in our foreign investment over particularly the last year. Yes. Uh, and um, I'd like you to explain it, DJ, if you will, in the context of our savings and investment gap okay. and what that means. Thank you. So what we mean when we talk about the savings and investment gap, we've talked about that before, we talk about the balance of payments. We have a savings and investment gap, or traditionally do, in Australia because of our population size. We tend to say we save at an average rate, but it's about 20% of GDP. But generally speaking, with investment, our investment has normally been quite high. So in the height of the mine boom, it was up around 27% of GDP. That gap of 20 and take 27 means that we have to plug the gap. We need to find funds. And so foreign investment, some of the foreign investment is used to plug those funds. So as a consequence, 
we've seen this accumulation of liabilities because of the savings investment gap. But if we talk about trends, we'd say our net debt has been pretty stable over the last 10 years. You know, it's, it's stayed around about $1 trillion. Yeah. So, you know, we're borrowing at the at an average rate over the last yeah. 10 years. And we do pay it back quickly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not all long-term. Most of it's actually paid back within five years. Yeah. But our net equity is the strange thing in the last five years, instead of having positive net equity, that is more sale of assets, we've actually seen uh, more Australians buying assets overseas. And that's why we're in that negative position. And that's really been a relatively recent thing, an yeah, unusual yeah, thing. Yeah. There's a whole raft of reasons for that, if you'd like me to go into yes, them. Yes, I would, actually. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, to a large extent, you have to look at what's happened in the Australian economy over the last five years. We've yeah. seen the end of the mining boom. We've seen lower growth in Australia. And we've seen a falling cash rate. All of that means uh, why would uh, foreigners want to buy our assets? Okay, you're not going to buy the assets in a country that's growing slower than other countries in, in the rest of the world. So we've seen that fall in, in assets. I mean, we're talking a lot of it. We're talking about share markets. We're talking about buying stuff on the Australian share market. Uh, you know, and with the, with the slower cash rate, com companies within Australia, they're less inclined to actually want to sell their assets. You know, debt is actually very cheap at the moment. So instead of selling your asset, you're just going to borrow mm -hmm. funds yeah. in the short term. Okay. So all that together means we've seen a decline in our uh, equity. Also, we could probably talk about things like our superannuation funds. Yeah. They're now massive. They've got trillions of dollars of money to invest, and they've been trying to diversify. So they're looking overseas. Now, this is all pre-COVID I'm talking about. It's actually very hard to judge. I've tried to look. It's hard to judge what's happening as a result of COVID-19. Um, I think we've actually seen a bit more money flowing back into Australia, mm -hmm. and probably because we've handled the crisis fairly well. Uh, you know, we're in recession, but so is the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But uh, arguably we're not being hit as as bad. And, no. and Australia's always seen as a safe haven. You yeah, know, if you, right. you, in the times of crisis, uh, you send your money to Australia. Um, and so you know, perhaps we're seeing equity, net equity, the, the, the negative aspect move back towards more of a positive. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, it will. Mm. Okay, so do we have a savings and investment gap at the moment? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. I mean, we always have a gap, yeah. but the irony is, well, not irony, but... Yeah. The interesting thing is it's actually flipped at the moment. Yeah. And that's that's as a result of, of our slower growth. I mean, last year investment dipped around about to about 18% of GDP or thereabouts. So instead of a gap where, where investment was higher than savings, we've actually now seen investment lower than savings over the last year. Uh, and again, who knows what's going to happen with COVID-19. Yeah, so. but people have certainly saved a lot more money. But yeah. we did reduce their ability to spend exactly. for quite a period. And I was going to say, and if you're going to talk about um, the trends in our equity or trends in liabilities, the flip in the savings investment gap really does explain it. You know, we don't need that those funds no. and we've had slower growth. So you're not going to need as much money to fund it. Yeah, which is, of course, reflected in the balance of payments. Perfect which students need to make that link. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now um, the next question is, what's the link between foreign investment and the exchange rate? Now, um, I think Kempi talked about this when he came and talked to us, but yes. um, students get a bit confused as to why there yeah. is this link. Yeah. What is the link? Well, we always, with exchange rates, should always go back to it's all about demand and supply for our currency, demand and supply for the Australian dollar. 
okay? And it's about, therefore, it's about credits and debits on, on the balance payment. So credits represent demand for the Australian dollar, debits represent supply of the Australian dollar. So any changes in credits and debits is going to change the Australian dollar. And so therefore, our foreign investment is recorded on the financial account of the balance payments. And so therefore, if you have uh, less foreign investment coming in, you're going to have less credits. If you've got more uh, outflow of funds, then you'll have more debits. So that's going to be lower demand for the Australian dollar, more supply of the Australian dollar, and you're going to have a depreciation. And that's really what's happened in the last year. We saw our cash rate drop, less demand for Australian, uh, the Australian dollar, a supply, a more supply of the Australian dollar as a result. And so we've seen that depreciation over the last year. So those flows coming from foreign investment, do they have a bigger impact on the exchange rate than trade flows? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, good. To, it's a good point. I mean, when you talk about the size of the flows, they reckon it's about four times the effect. So the investment flows are that much bigger in Australia. I mean, in, obviously trade is so important to us, but it shows how we rely on foreign investment so much that it has four times the impact on our exchange rate. Mm, interesting. Mm. So do you think then that foreign investment over you know, last 50 years or so, particularly recent times, has helped our economy. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. We, we've opened ourselves up. I mean, this is, if you're going to talk about productivity reform in the 1980s, that was one of the key achievements of the Hawke-Keating government. They really deregulated our financial markets and opened us up to foreign investment. We would not have had a mining investment boom without being open to foreign investment. It just would not have happened. Yeah, for sure. Okay? We had those high terms of trade. In, in the early 2000s, that boosted our exports. But without the foreign investment coming in to then expand the mines and expand our production, we would not have had the mining boom as a consequence and all the, the amazing growth and improvement the in living standards. that we've exactly. enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we know that foreign investment has been a positive for us, but there must be some negatives. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you... If I was to look at the negatives, I'd probably break it down into the different types of liabilities associated with a foreign investment, okay? So if you were going to talk about equity and the issues associated with equity and, say, direct foreign uh, direct foreign mm -hmm. investment, um, the issues are to do with loss of assets. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're selling off your assets and selling off control, then there's some negatives associated yeah. with that. But there's also benefits, of yeah, course, totally. because, yeah. you know, if you've got direct investment, you're going to see, you know, an increase in exchange of skills and technology and all that sort of stuff. If you're going to talk about debt uh, and the negatives of debt, then you can talk about the fact that, of course, there's opportunity costs associated with interest rates. There's going to be more interest payments associated with that. And there's risk that comes yeah. with higher levels of debt. So what happens if the exchange rate falls? What happens if the terms of trade fall? What, ha what happens if you have slower economic growth, which is what we've had in the last few years? It then means the servicing costs of that debt increase, and that can have an impact long term on our living standards. Mm. So, all of that, perhaps the best way to think about it is the potential negatives are to do with the risk associated with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not like foreign investment is bad. All evidence shows, uh, if I was to go back, I think it's the last 10 years, uh, whereas, uh, you know, Australia's liabilities increased by something like, I think it was like $3 trillion over mm. the last decade, might be more than that, uh, $3 trillion, uh, our total value of our assets in Australia had increased by something like $5 trillion. So it's $2 wow. trillion worth of growth associated with, with the investment. Yes. Yeah, mm. which is not insignificant. <laughs> Absolutely not. Wow.
I think that really, in a nutshell, is foreign investment. It is. I, it's something people tell themselves in knots mm. about, but really you've just got to get your definitions right. That's right. Understand yes. the difference between equity and assets. People Correct. confuse that. Yeah. What does debt mean? What, what do you mean mm. by borrowing versus lending? Mm. And c consider the net position. People get very concerned because... You know, it's difference between gross debt and net debt. That's right. And, of course, we have talked about public debt versus private, private debt. debt, which is also a thing that people, as long as you get those definitions right, you'll be fine. I agree. Mm. I agree. So there you go, students. Foreign investment in a nutshell. Good luck.